0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. I am Casper.
1: Becky Grimlin here,
0: and we are here to bring you all things spooky with uh Don't Fuck With The Original. Hell yes. All right, so this is our first podcast, so we are here to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about over the next forever
1: that we be that we're doing this. So, fingers crossed forever. <laughs> The longer you guys support us, the more content we will spew. And we will be asking for your input. Um, There will be times we'll
0: ask for what you want for an episode and we'll cover it. We will research anything that you would like and we'll pretty much just take it from there. Yeah. So, first we want to kind of dive into what got us into horror in the first place. Um, I will let Becky Gremlin take it from here for right now and then... I will explain my story in a moment.
1: Um, well, I've been into horror for, uh, pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, uh, my mom was kind of the, my mom was the mom on the block that was, like, <clears throat> super into Halloween, would go all out on, like, decorations and costumes and horror movies, and my mom was, like, the big, big facilitator and all of that. So, um... Yeah, I've pretty much been into horror my entire life. I'm in my mid-30s, so uh, it's been a part of my life forever. And um, I love all types of horror. I don't really... Um, I know people have their certain subgenres that they, like, really stick hardcore to, but um, I pretty much like everything. I'm, I'm into gore. I'm into thrillers. I'm into uh, true crime, nonfiction, um you name it, I pretty much run the gamut of what I'm into. I don't really discriminate against anything. So, um, yeah. And uh little background on my name. I know people are probably going to be like, Becky <laughs> Gremlin, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so, me and Casper had a really weird discussion one day about Starbucks and how, uh, so... <laughs> So, I'm black. I don't know if that really matters. Segue, and It like doesn't matter. But, um, I, I'm <laughs> totally basic when it comes to pumpkin spice. Like, I'm ridiculous when pumpkin spice lattes are out. I'm like, oh, we're kind of both the same way in that. <laughs> um, so, I literally turn into, like, I'm a gremlin if I don't have my fucking pumpkin spice lattes. I will literally, I'm, like, the mogwai that you pour water on after midnight and I turn into a fucking gremlin if I don't have my goddamn pumpkin spice. So Becky Basic let in the Becky Gremlin and so that's the origin of that. So by the way, Gremlin's another one of my top favorite uh horror movies on that list. So there you go. There's my there's my horror background <laughs>
0: <laughs> Casper, I just it.
1: take it over. So, <laughs> Casper actually came from the same conversation,
0: because she is black, um, and she, the whole Becky Gremlin thing, but I am white. I am very, very white. So, Casper just kind of came from that, because, like you know... Like, see-through. <clears throat> yeah, I'm transparent, you can't even <laughs> see me. <laughs> so, um, that's where Casper came from, and it kind of just stuck, so we just kind of went with it. Um, as far as my background in horror... I was raised where horror was not accepted in my house. Um, Anything as, I would say, not the appearance of evil, or anything that was in the appearance of evil, I was not allowed to watch. I was not allowed to watch um, anything as far as demonic movies, paranormal. um, Everything was considered evil, except for true crime. I was actually raised on true crime. My mom and I would watch... um, Forensic Files quite a bit when I was younger, and that kind of got me into the true crime part of horror, um, as far as, like, Unsolved Mysteries and stuff like that, and getting older, I would see trailers on TV, my parents would always change the channel, and I was always, like, very interested on the dark side of things, being raised in the light and not being able to know anything about the dark, um... So I remember I was probably about 16 years old one of my closest friends got me to she was t- she would talk about horror all the time. Her mom loved it and she would watch it. So I decided to watch The Grudge. Probably not the best introduction to horror films, um scared the shit out of me. Yeah, shout
1: out to one of the creepiest <laughs> fucking Japanese horror and movies. And that's probably what gave me the
0: crawling complex, which we'll get into actual fears in, in, in another episode, but um, I watched The Grudge and it, I couldn't sleep for three weeks. Anything that had a black mask that I saw out of the corner of my eye that looked semi like hair. Yeah, fuck that
1: sound <laughs> that thing makes too, that uh, uh, thing,
0: yeah, fuck that, uh, yeah, yeah, fuck um, that sound. So that was my first horror movie I watched and I was like, I'm just not into it. But she kept egging me on. She's like, keep trying it, keep trying it. You just haven't found your movie yet. And I saw Scream. And Scream, which is one of the reasons why meeting Nev Campbell this year, means so much to me. Shout out to Wes Craven, RIP. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Um, Scream was the first real original horror movie I ever saw. And that movie got me so hard into horror movies. I loved everything about it. It was like, for me, seeing it the first time, it was like watching a Scooby-Doo. Because you're like unmasking the killer and kind of thing like that. Um, But that movie meant a lot to me. And it got me into more of the slasher side. And then I started watching more. I think the first paranormal movie I ever watched was Poltergeist. Um... Hell yeah. That yeah. <laughs> fucked me up. So, a lot of the old, the movies that I originally watched were the older movies, um, because I have a, I'm an 80s child at heart, and, um, so that's kind of what really brought me into the horror genre, because I used to be terrified, terrified of horror films, and now
1: it takes a lot to actually even make me jump, <laughs> so... Yeah, me too. It's sort of weird, because, um me and Casper have almost like a 10 year age difference. And like for her to say that her first horror movie that like really broke her in was scream. So flash, like all those years back, my first horror movie that brought me in, why I had to give my little shout out to Wes Craven. Uh, the OG was, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Freddie was my love. Freddie was my start to the whole, like my mom fucking loved Freddie Krueger. I was fucking terrified first time I saw her, I was, like, six. So, uh, you guys have to forgive me. This was, like, 1990 when I was six years old. So if that gives you any, like, do your fucking math, people. Bust I out the calculator. Born she wasn't bored yet. Yeah, so there you go. So I was, like, five or six. And t- terrified me. Watched, flash forward to about 12, watched it again. Thought it was hilarious. Fucking loved it. And that pretty much often running on my Freddie obsession from that point. And, um... I can say that I did I think both of us separate times, but we both got to meet Robert England. So yes, that was like magical, magical moments. For With her bringing up the whole nightmare us, on the
0: street, um Freddie is actually my absolute favorite. Oh uh, hell yeah. Which is why I'm Freddie's muse. Yeah. On Twitter. Um Freddie After Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the first ones I watched as
1: well, uh, besides Halloween and Child's Play. Those are two such great fucking, hopefully anybody listening, you guys have seen those, uh, those, uh, what would you call those? The series. Yeah. Hopefully you guys have seen the Nightmare series. You guys have seen the Scream series. Yeah, those are two fucking amazing. God bless Wes Craven for those series because they were just, they were insanely good. Insanely good for their own separate. Separate, you know, reasons. Times, yeah. And, you
0: know, Freddy was. I'm the kind of person where I think the reason that Ghostface isn't my favorite killer is because Freddy is so creative. You know, he. You knew who was going to die, but you never knew how. And. Every single time Freddie kills somebody, it was different. It was never the same. He he was always a bantering kind of guy. <laughs> he, okay, so yeah. we can
1: go on this real quick. What's your? Out of all, I always love this because I usually see this on polls for like those diehard Freddie Fre- Freddie fans. Out of the original series, what's your favorite Freddie kill? Because I can already tell you what mine is. I, my
0: favorite Freddie kill, which is actually, we my do f-
1: just just one or like top three. We could do top three. Okay, top three. What's your top three? <laughs> so famous. my
0: favorite Freddy kill, which is actually my favorite kill in any horror movie ever made, and anytime anyone ever asks me this, you can you can back me up on it. They always I always say this. It is the Johnny Depp kill when he gets sucked into the bed, yes. and just blood and gore comes out of that Shh. bed. There is no kill and no movie that has ever done anything like that especially for its time let's talk about what was that 1984 yeah when that came out yep
1: and it, that
0: was that kill hands down was the best kill of any, any guys movie please, I've ever
1: seen. please look up how uh we're not going to get into the logistics of it right now but somebody please look up the making of that and how they actually shot that scene oh my god yes. it's fucking beyond ridiculous like please look up how they shot that scene I'm, it will I'm all about, way. we'll do more episodes about that, but I'm, like, hardcore all into movie special effects. So, yeah, please, it's pretty interesting. If you, if anybody out there loves that scene, look up Oh yeah, how they shot it. It's pretty bad. Um, I think my second favorite would probably be the
0: one at the TV Hell was that, that, yeah was that and dream, dream Warriors, Warriors? yeah, yes, and, and Dream Warriors. <laughs> Shout out Dream Warriors,
1: my favorite in the fucking series besides the OG original. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, Dream War that, that same dream. Yeah, Wars it's prime is time, amazing. bitch. <laughs> yes. Miss Jaja. And then I think my
0: third would have to be the one where he's like in the bed. I don't remember which one this is. Where he's in the bed and he's just a head and he's eating. Who's in the
1: bed? What one was that?
0: I can't remember. He's literally just a giant head, and he's, like... Oh, the snake head? Yes. like,
1: pops out of... That's Dream Warriors. Yes. That was Patricia That was Dream Warriors,
0: too. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, Dream Warriors has... Forgive me, it's been a minute since I've seen the entire series. Guys, (laughs) if anybody else is
1: a big fan of the series, we all know Dream Warriors has probably the best fucking kill scenes out of any of the series, so... My
0: favorite was Dream Warriors, the original, and The New Nightmare. Those are the best ones, by
1: far. Right on. So, So, you, what are your favorites? Um... Number one is gonna be um I know I might get some shit for this. So uh <laughs> Freddy's Dead, the scene with Carlos and the hearing aid. Oh my god. Actually, I'm that's sorry a pretty good though, one. so when he says- like <laughs> 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 When he's like tiptoeing yeah okay but... so I'm gonna get a lot of dog shit for this <laughs> don't give her dog shit it's all okay, opinion. please guys don't, don't give her dog please shit please don't because we all know freddie's dead was definitely that, the was, one. that was like that was the most hysterical <laughs> out of the entire series it was definitely not funny it was fucking hilarious and uh yeah that was by far my favorite uh the fucking hearing aid scene that was great actually um, I think
0: somebody mentioned that on my twitter as it's far a as a favorite killing scene that I don't was remember my who it was, one. but I'm pretty sure someone
1: did Number two, shout out back again to Dream Warriors, is the um, marionette scene. When he pulls his veins out of his arms and is, like, walking.
0: Okay, so that one,
1: one, fucking awesome. Cut the strings, falls off the... Okay, so, yeah, that one is definitely number two. Um, And then number three, this is always a rough one, because sometimes it gets tied. But... um, I guess I'll do my tiebreaker, and this is from the uh, original. Again, please look up how they shot this scene. Um, Nancy's friend getting sliced and spun around the room.
0: The, the very first yeah, kill. The yeah, the very, very, very first, first, kill, first yeah. kill.
1: Yeah, when she gets spun spun around the room. That was yeah, crazy. That one was pretty badass. That one was pretty badass. That one usually gets tied to the um, scene in the fourth One, the dream child when the guy morphs into the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Making of that was pretty, yeah, that one was pretty fucking crazy. That one wasn't, that one was probably one of my least favorites out of the series, just saying, but uh, that scene was pretty fucking cool. We
0: all, we both have completely different killings and they're all so different, which is why Freddy is the
1: best. He's the best. Freddy had the best kills out of any Series, because they were all so fucking original. And again, shout out to the special effects artists. Oh, yeah. Any special effects artists listen to this podcast and, and, you know, anybody out there that's independent or otherwise, shout out to how much work those guys put into not only coming up with original ideas, but then implementing those ideas and putting them to work and actually making them happen on screen. They're fucking shout out to special effects artists. Yeah, you guys are... Especially are because, you like, guys are I even brought
0: this up, um, someone posted the other day about what makes 80s horror better than modern, and something that I pointed out was CGI. Oh,
1: fuck yeah. Hell I yeah.
0: I don't like the CGI as much as I like the real prosthetics that they use and the real props that they use, and I would rather see, it's just like someone said, I would rather see fake blood coming out of something real... Than watching a CGI. It's, yeah. it's not the same. And the work... Shout out the, corn syrup and red dye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the work that they put in that, like, just like you were saying, the special effects artists, the work that they put into that... Hell yeah. To make the props, to make it come out right, in it even looks semi-real. It's the nostalgia of an '80s film that I love.
1: Yeah, if so anybody much. out there, and uh, you know, again, this will <clears throat> this will probably segue into us talking about where the name "Don't Fuck with the Original" come from. <laughs> but um, just, I just want to make a little thing about CGI. So the remake to Evil Dead, again, no hate. <clears throat> some hated it, some loved it. Um, I appreciated the fact that there was no CGI whatsoever in that movie. There were scenes in that movie that literally made me want to crawl in a hole because it freaked me out so much because it looked so real. And for a more modern movie to have no CGI whatsoever and be a remake of one of my all-time original series, shout out Sam Raimi, fucking love the evil dead series yeah that <laughs> fucking uh yeah that that remake of evil dead was insane it was I, so good i agree good. with you i actually think
0: the remake was incredible so because good.
1: the special effects were insane the fact Absolutely that they didn't insane.
0: use cgi really had a special place in my heart because yeah. when you don't
1: use cgi I think that's one of the reasons why... We're not why... totally knocking it, though, folks. Sometimes in certain movies it has no. to be used, and, it, and if it's done the right way, it's yeah, um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Conjuring 2. Uh, oh, my that God. That a great is use of CGI.
0: Incredible. We are not absolutely great. knocking Yeah, out. we're not knocking CGI. But we're if just it... talking about the nostalgia of the old films. Oh, yeah. CGI is such a great invention of this day and age where it has been used so, so, so incredibly well. We would not have the films that we have today had it not been for CGI. Superhero films, um, action-adventure films, even horror films now. Um, I mean, we could talk about the new It, which is one of the most... Which is one of the absolute greatest remakes of a film I have ever seen in my entire life was the new It, and there's so much CGI in that, and it's perfection.
1: Um, admittedly, haven't sat through all of it, guys. Don't hate me, but I have severe color phobia. Um, and it don't hate her. Years. Don't hate her. She it has a to reason. Years to sit through the original It all the way through. I'm terrified of clowns, guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just bear with me. I will eventually watch the entire remake of it from beginning to end, hopefully before the second part comes out. So just forgive me, guys. Terrified of clowns.
0: Well, cl- sleep, it's it's a real sleep. phobia. And me.
1: Um, like like phobia we were saying, guys, the, like, really the CGI in that, that
0: movie is spot on. And CGI is such a great um, tool to use as far as movies are concerned. So we're not... Absolutely not bashing. That. Yeah, if
1: it's done and used the right way, it can be done. It can it can add so much to a movie. Yeah,
0: Absolutely, really, one hundred
1: percent. So, as far as where you're probably
0: thinking where our name come came from, uh, don't fuck with the original. There's been a lot a lot of the movies that have come out in the past recent years, especially this year. Um, reboots, remakes, just constantly so
1: Um, many remakes and you know
0: i'm not we're not against it you know this this whole don't fuck with the original does not mean we're against remakes we are not not completely not completely no
1: i'm a bit of a cynic (laughs) that's just because i'm turning into an old crone in my elder millennial years
0: but (laughs) i am a cinephile and i know you're a cinephile we love we love movies uh we will always give it a chance I personally, I was actually telling um, Becky this earlier, that the the remake of Carrie, I actually like better than the original. Yeah. Um, there are certain movies that the original, or the, we just talked about It. The remake of It. Even Stephen King gave his blessing for that. Oh, that movie was just... So good. Just absolutely amazing. It's in my top five favorite horror films. There are just some movies that should not be touched. And... You know, if I don't want a remake for something,
1: there's a reason to behind The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I'm just saying. We were just talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, folks. I'm throwing it out there. Throw it out there. I'm throwing it out there. The only thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake that I appreciated, the only thing, was the fact that <laughs> at the time that the original... Nightmare on Elm Street came out, Wes Craven's original concept for the movie was to have Freddy Krueger be a child molester, but there was a, anybody from around that time, if you remember, there was a big, like, satanic panic, uh, child molester ring thing going on in the mid to late 80s, so there was a lot of controversy behind the movie production companies introducing that into a movie plot. So he had to change Freddy Krueger into a child murderer, which was still just as creepy, but really couldn't touch too much on the child molestation and sex crime part of it. So the only part that I really appreciated was that in the remake, they were able to touch on that more. Otherwise, (coughs) I'm sorry, guys. I thought the remake was garbage. That was just me. I mean, I know, um, ultimately, I believe that Robert Englund did give his blessing, but um, I just, I personally didn't care for it. I didn't see a need for it. Um, I appreciate everybody that was involved. There were some great young actors who I absolutely Katie loved. Cassidy was in that. Yeah, yeah, there was there some was, great, yeah, there were some great actors in that movie. Numi uh, Rapist, I'm going to totally butcher her name. I'm so sorry. I loved you and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I'm so sorry. I'm going to kill your name so badly. Um, yeah, so there was great acting in that movie, but I'm sorry. That movie was just... They just did not need to be made, guys. Didn't need to be. Remade. Here's my
0: thing. A lot of people didn't like the remake. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Here's the here's the thing. The new one, Freddy wasn't Freddy. No, Robert England decided to be like you know, this. I'm done. I'm done being Freddy. Here's the new Freddy. He took a sinister turn for Freddy. Yeah. He was not the funny, bantery, um, campy Freddy, which that like I we said, all love.
1: And that's originally he was different. Wes Craven originally wanted that, though, right? But at the time, thirty years ago, he wasn't able to right. do that. So, so
0: at the same time, the new one is not horrible. Mm-mm. At all. It was this... The CGI... We'll, we'll go over CGI again. The CGI in the new one was fantastic. Um The spot kills were great. I loved the kills. Spot on kills. Um It's just... When you're... When you're introduced to the, to the old one first... And you, you fall in love with that character... It's hard to take a new take on him. And he's completely different than the original Freddy. And that's the only problem I had with the remake... That he was different. But it wasn't the same guy, so I can't be like, oh well, you know, it was this, but um You know, if we're Nobody re- asked for a remake. Uh, see,
1: that was my other thing too. <laughs> so so it's sort of like, yeah, did we really need this? Did we really need So let's so let's talk about what really
0: inspired the name of our podcast. I'm sure you all know there is a child's play remake coming out this year. Um not okay with it at all. I The reason we kind of went over some of the remakes was because we wanted to show you that we are not 100% against remakes. Um, there are some that we love, but Child's Play remake. Chucky, Chucky has a special place in my heart. And Don Mancini and Brad Dourif and anyone who has ever worked on those films... Like, let's go back to the 1988 film when it came out when CGI wasn't a thing and they had to make this doll look real like it was coming at you. And the hard work and the dedication that Don Mancini put into these films is just incredible. And the fact that he's currently making a series of Chucky right now is... I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what he puts out. but too. Me too. There is no reason why this film should be remade. It's not even done. Chucky's not even done. They're making a series of him, like Fre- or, uh, Freddy being remade. Okay, that makes sense because this, the films were done. You know, they're doing a reboot. Okay, but Chucky's not even done yet, and Don Mancini made he he did not give his blessing, and I. This has really inspired the name of our film, or the name of our film, the name of our podcast. Podcast. Because when you don't have the blessing of the original creator, and you go into making a film without their blessing, do it by all means if that's your thing. You know, do it if you want to do it. But
1: I'm not going to watch it. Well, I think that kind of goes, so we can go back to like... The reboot tonight, run on the street. I don't. <clears throat> Wes Craven did, even though Robert Englund gave his blessing. Wes Craven did not. Um, Wes Craven did give his blessing, and I think maybe have even correct me if I'm wrong out there, guys. But I think they have even like co-produced or worked on um, Last House on the Left, which I absolutely loved. Loved the original. Loved the remake. So well done. Um, Uh, Halloween, Rob Zombie's remakes, um, if anybody knows that story, so, the conversation that Rob Zombie had with John Carpenter was a little awkward, he told him he was remaking it, John Carpenter was just kind of like, okay. Also, special Um, shout out to John Carpenter today, I'm pretty sure it's um, his birthday! Shout out, hashtag John Carpenter, (laughs) my man. My man, besides Wes Craven, guys, you guys don't even understand my, his my, birthday literal, today, actually. my literal obsession with John Carpenter. Fucking love that guy. Thank you, um, John Carpenter, for everything you. that you've done. So, thank you. pretty much, he wasn't really in favor of a Halloween remake, but anything tied to that name is going to bring him money. So, he got his paycheck. That... <laughs> the man the man, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. He got his paycheck and it is what it is. But um, you know, I'm one of those people where okay, so the Halloween remake was alright. Um, Halloween 2, sorry Rob, didn't really care for it there, buddy. Halloween uh, 2 was it was a little it was a little rough. Didn't really get it. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those things where Um, I have to agree with Casper over here. If the original creators give their blessings and are even invited on to work with the remake or the reboot or co-produce or co-write or anything in that way, shape, or form, or just even involved or given a writing credit or something to the remake, I, as a fan, can appreciate it. But when the original creators are clearly against it and you're doing it just solely for monetary purposes and you really could give a shit less about being true to the original story or to the original creators or even to the fans out there i can't have any respect for it and i'm not even going to give it i'm not even going to give it a try cuz this is when you give people like well you said you'd give it a try well I won't if it's for monetary value because by giving you a try means I'm giving you money to support this and I'm not gonna do it.
0: Here's my thing it's if, do if
1: you do
0: it for money, the art value of it goes down. It's gonna show and It'll that's show. what make that's what hurts me and upsets me because can we talk about the newest Halloween? Because the newest Halloween was amazing.
1: Loved it. Uh, amazing. Shout out Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> like, I... Can we just shout out... <laughs> can we shout out shout Jamie, out Lee, Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis? Shout the out Jamie Lee Curtis. Shout OG out Carpenter. Shout The OG screen <laughs> queen. OG Everybody who worked on that
0: film and just... Yep. I have never seen a... Of course, that really—that was more of a sequel. I understand that, but still, it was made in the modern in the modern age. Um, that movie was not made for monetary purposes. That yeah. movie was made for art because, ooh, excuse me, John Carpenter wanted that
1: movie made.
0: That movie, you could, and actually, had the Halloween series. Probably, as a series, is one of my favorite mm-hmm. series ever made. Um, you could just forget every single other Halloween in the world, but the first one and watch the second one and you'd be set. yep because that's that newest Halloween movie was in, in just phenomenal and it's just the it's it's the art. it's the art that I love. The fact that you have a doll who got possessed by a serial killer who turns into a serial killer, no one believes anybody because he's a fucking doll. And you're going to change that into a malfunctioning doll where the whole story of Chucky just goes away. I understand what you're trying to do, but do not call it child's play. Do not make it a remake of Chucky. If you want to make it a movie on its own, by all means, make it a movie about
1: the buddy doll. Make it, you know, your own thing. That's fine, but make it your own. You know, we'll give you guys a little background, you know, if you guys aren't aware. So, um, Don Mancini, the original creator of Child's Play and the Chucky doll, retained the, uh, rights to the Chucky and Charles Lee Ray names after the original Child's Play movies. So that's why, you know, a lot of people would have noticed after Child's Play 3 that a lot of the movies were like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. They didn't really have the Child's Play name anymore, but they still kept with the Chucky concept. Because the production, movie production company retained the rights to the child's play name. So, the production company is using the child's play name because they retained the rights, but they do not have the rights to the likeness of Chucky. So, that's why they're using this buddy name. Because the original concept for the Chucky doll was based on the My Buddy dolls back in the 80s, as some of you may remember. But, um... So, with that being said, if you want to have an original doll concept of this doll that this creator makes that's cursed that malfunctions and kills people, great, use that as an original concept idea. Lord knows that there haven't been many original ideas horror doll movies made out there, you know, so let's make a crazy horror doll movie, sure, but um doesn't need to have any ties to Chucky in any way, shape or form. I really don't understand. The need for it and to take away that concept altogether. It's going to be very confusing to fans. Yeah. It's going to be very confusing to people who. And most people that I've seen online,
0: there's been occasional people who are excited about it, and I would be, I would be excited about it had it not have a tie to Chucky. Yeah. Because if this, just like you said, if this was an original doll movie, I'd be like, ooh, I'd be this is awesome. For it. I'd be all
1: ready for it.
0: Don't, don't give it a tie to one of the most iconic horror, you know, villains that has an original story when it's just going to be a malfunctioning doll.
1: Because you're going to have people out there that have never seen the original that are going to find out about the original, see it and go, wait, these are two completely different movies. The concepts aren't even the same. The dolls aren't even the same. No. So you're 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 confusing genres to new fans and the original fans. So yeah, that that's what prompted a lot of the origins of our name and how we feel about remakes. Like we said, we're 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 for remakes, guys. We are willing to give them a shot. I will
0: never shut down a remake without seeing it. Right. Unless in this case I will not see the new child's play. It's clearly not being done
1: for the right reason.
0: It's being done for money. And I... I I can't condone that. Because Chucky is too... I mean, my name is Chucky's side chick. I love Chucky almost as much as I love Freddy. And... There's no need to reboot him or remake
1: him. When Chucky fucked me up, guys. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, I, can't, I can't do haunted dolls... I'd have drop kick that fucker right in the <laughs> fireplace. Like first speaking of which, guys, of movie, um, we asked.
0: are actually talking about getting a real Chucky uh, doll for our mascot for this film, for this podcast.
1: Um, he will not be possessed by a <laughs> He will not. No. No. He will um.
0: Not. None we're planning on, p- on taking pictures of him doing stuff. <clears throat> we have a trip planned. Um, I know you guys know this. I've been posting about it. We have a trip planned to Salem. Woo hoo! We're gonna take pictures of Chucky um, in certain areas and
1: hashtag Chucky's road trip adventures.
0: <laughs> we uh we we do love our Chucky, so we're gonna we're gonna get a real Chucky doll, and we're gonna he's gonna be our mascot. So.
1: I can't wait to see the faces of people driving by when we like take pictures of him by like the state signs like Oh and by the way
0: I will be Fucking I awesome. will
1: have a um what are those called those
0: child <laughs> the thing that you can hold a child the in. baby carrier the baby things that you strap on We don't have children sorry
1: we don't know <clears throat> what these things are called I'm
0: so sorry I don't know um, baby carriers self so baby carriers <laughs> There's a legit name for it, but it's the thing that you strap on your body um and you can carry care of your baby your infant We child. are going to have one for Chucky. Hell so, um it's going to be hysterical. Uh we we have very good senses of humor. We don't really care what people think about us. Coming gonna... soon
1: to a wa- to a uh, Waffle House near you on our road trip. <laughs> Just two chicks randomly walking in with a Chucky doll strapped to their body. This is what we do. Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's Waffle Houses out there that have seen weirder. So this that's very true. I'm sure a drunk people new to them. So yeah, fuck yeah, Looking yeah. So there's
0: a it. little bit of history behind her name. Um, like we said, we're not against uh, remakes, and we want to make that very, very, very aware. We're not against that. We're not against anything that goes with that. It's just all of this boils down to a matter of opinion and people need to respect other people's opinions.
1: Yeah, we're um we're going to love to hear you your you guys' our listeners' opinions on our podcast. Um you know, if there's certain things that we talk about that maybe you don't agree with or you do, um we want to hear what you have to say. We're all for it. We're all open about um valuing and respecting what other people have to say about different things and different genres. This is what makes the world go round. We're all different people and we respect that. Um, we're also going to really be excited to get, uh, listener topics from you guys. Are there certain oh, yeah. stories? This podcast is not going to be just based around horror movies. It's going to be everything all encompassed in the horror genre. So that's paranormal. um, it's demonic, demonic uh true crime serial mysteries. killers uh like literally everything so if there's certain topics you guys want to talk about you guys want to hear us talk about like definitely put it out there on the uh twitter pay in the facebook pages like we definitely want to hear what you guys have to say um i personally studied uh psychology and sociology in high school i at one time wanted to be a forensic pathologist. Um, so I have a, uh, extensive serial killer knowledge. So, um, I will And be I kind of in... love that about you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is one
1: huge thing that brought us together. So, yes, it um, is. that is one thing that I will be touching a lot on. I will be doing a lot of upcoming stories on c- serial killers. Um, one big one that's going to be coming up soon, guys, because of the new movie by Jola Berlinger that's going to be coming out at the end of this month, um, about Ted Bundy. My man, my ultimate favorite serial killer by far. Don't think I'm weird. I don't condone what he does. <laughs> but his backstory is very interesting. It's amazing. Um, so there will be one very, very, very soon coming out about Ted Bundy, a big one. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, there's going to be many, 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 many to We'll probably take... Maybe an episode or two about an, a serial killer each. Like
0: she's going to do one about Ted Bundy. I will probably, yeah. I will definitely be doing one about Jeffrey Dahmer. Hell yeah, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer is my personal favorite. Um, I love everything. I don't love everything about him, obviously, but it's right. it's it's this. When it boils down to it, it's the psychology of it. Hell yeah. Um, obviously, I don't condone what he did. Yeah, absolutely. Like we don't condone what he did. It's, it boils down to the psychology. I, I want to understand what he was thinking, why he did what he did, what what he went through to cause him to do what he did, and that's on her, that's on Becky as well. We 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 are about the psychology. We're Nature not about what happened nurture. exactly.
1: Yeah. What what made these serial killers do this? It it's kinda like the show Master
0: Mindhunter
1: on, Mindhunter on Netflix. Yeah, please if you've watch ever that, seen guys. if
0: you've never seen that, watch that. That is Is it Ed Kemper? That's the biggest one that they talk Ed to. Ed Kemper, we're gonna do yeah. a story about that. That guy was insane,
1: man. That and he, he
0: literally one. talks about it like we're talking to you right now. It's just it's nothing for him. He just he killed and that was what he did and he loved it. And it's it's No, it's not okay, but it's like, what brought you to this point in your life to make you think that it was?
1: That show is specifically about bringing in the psychology of serial killers into FBI profiling, which prior to the 1960s and 70s was completely unheard of. If someone was a quote-unquote serial killer or killed someone in a sadistic, sick way they were just thought to be evil. You know, that's just how it was passed off. Oh, they're evil. They're evil. They the, they're they're devilish and they're evil and and that's all there is to it. They're just they're just a bad seed. They're just a bad person. But when the FBI decided to bring in criminal psychologists to actually study the mindset of these killers and why they do this, it gave an insight into their minds and it's not about being evil. Some of these people are raised in very affluent households, their family lives are fairly normal, not much different than the way you and I were raised, and there's just something in their brains that switches them off from you and I, where they just have these very abnormal fantasies of murdering people, and that to them is completely normal. So it's interesting to understand that concept, and also it's something very important for us to understand because... If we don't understand that concept, we won't be able to solve a lot of crimes and maybe even prevent this from happening in the future because we still to this day hear about serial killers that commit crimes and are never caught or are caught 20, 30 years Later, after committing these crimes, and we need to know what leads them to doing this to prevent it. So that's why we want to talk about this because we're not condoning it in any way, but we're letting people know. Because I think there's this st- st- statistic. a eh, statistic. How are these words? <laughs> statistic. There's a statistic <laughs> out there where it's what is it like one in thirty people you'll meet in your lifetime is a serial killer. It's something like you'll Haven't walk you by six that? serial
0: killers in your life. Oh yeah. Or like oh that. Yeah. yeah. Serious. Yeah. Seriously. So
1: like. Keep that in mind next time you're, like, <laughs> waiting in line at McDonald's for lunch that, you know... Oh, by the
0: way, also, you'll probably eat eight spiders, apparently. Yeah, that too. So, we're gonna eat spiders <laughs> and
1: no six serial killers every day. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> have a good night's sleep after this fucking podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, no, for real, like, we're
0: gonna be covering everything. Yeah. Um Me and Becky both have had paranormal experiences. Now I know this is a touchy subject because not everybody believes in demons. Not everybody believes in ghosts. Every opinion matters and I can't express that enough. If you're a skeptic, if you don't believe in it, that is okay. You can express your opinion one way or another. We always want to hear your opinion, but we both have had Demonic experiences, and we both have had paranormal experiences, and we will cover those in later episodes. But we
1: both fully, fully believe in both of them. And you guys, please share if you've ever had anything happen. Oh, yeah. You you know, I tell a lot of skeptics that if you want to take religion or anything like that completely out of it, um, at the very least, acknowledge the fact that there are things. That happen in this world that absolutely cannot be explained logically. So because I have known (laughs) skeptics in my lifetime even now to this day that have had really crazy shit happen to them and they don't necessarily want to say it's demonic. They don't necessarily (laughs) want to say it's spiritual, but they can at least agree with me that it's something that they absolutely cannot explain logically so um yeah me and Casper can definitely say for sure that both of us have had experiences I can say for myself dating all the way back to my childhood that absolutely unequivocally cannot be explained logically whether or not you want to believe they were um paranormal or demonic or whatever I believe they were so well there's
0: there's a difference too like when you've had experiences with both uh, we were actually talking about this earlier you can tell when it's evil, you can, you have, this. it's a different feel.
1: Metaphysical. Yeah. It's a very you're... different
0: feel when you know that it's sinister as far as when it's just a ghost or when it's even a malevolent ghost, because there are ghosts out there that are mean. Um, but there's, it, it's a different feel. When it's a demon, the, the feel is almost hopelessness. it's. It's so different, and we'll we'll touch on that when oh, we yeah. get when we get into the demonic episodes. Yeah. But it you is it wait is to hear very what different. You guys have to say about absolutely. It. Sure I can't wait to hear you, what you guys have to say as far as experiences that's you've ever had. had. Demonic experience? Hell yeah! Please paranormal please. experiences? Anything? Um, we will probably cover ghosts and demons in different episodes because they're so vastly
1: different. Um. We're going to do a Skinwalker episode. Oh, hell yes. Um, You and I both have a Native American background. We're both Um, Cherokee. Yeah, Cherokee Cherokee on my father's side. Blackfoot on my uh, mother's side. So I have a lot of uh, very close um, great-great-grandparents' relations to Native American culture. If you guys have any Skinwalker
0: stories, by all means, share Uh, them. Fuck
1: yeah.
0: Wendigos. I know I actually just recently looked up the difference between the two. And uh, Wendigos are more... I don't want to use the word evil, but I know Wendigo's are more demonic than Skinwalkers are. Um, but by all means like share share your your opinions as far as um if you've had any experiences with them, if you believe in them
1: and so forth. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I definitely want to take on ones of um, different cultural aspects and horrors, too. I know you and I both are, like, really excited about the, we were just talking about this the other day, the La Llorona movie. The crying woman, the weeping woman. The one that's coming out soon that that, James Wan just produced. Fuck, yes, yeah. We cannot wait to see that movie and touch base on an episode about that so excited. I'm so new to that story. Um that's going to be a really exciting one to touch on. Yeah, there's so many different cultures. Um yeah, if anybody out there that's, you know, Russian, Indian, Australian, Native American, I- Irish, whatever. Yeah, we definitely are big your into folklore. that too. Any, any folklore, folklore you, have you have, anything from your culture, please let us know because we would We love should actually to do, do one on, on like that. Bigfoot.
0: Hell because yeah, Because I actually, I believe in Bigfoot. Dude, um. uh,
1: cryptids, we're definitely, <laughs> do we? Def, dude, we, we told you, we're going deep on this one. Um, any, cryptids definitely fall, I feel like, in the horror aspect, and I fully believe in cryptids. I am all about, um, uh, Bigfoot. Hell yeah. I'm all about fucking, uh... Loch Ness? Yeah. Hell yeah! Mothman, uh, Jersey Devil... We are doing, uh, um, we're not far from, uh, we're not far from that part of town, so, um, we will definitely be visiting, we will definitely be doing, um, a Mothman episode, like, for sure. Like, I'm all about, all about the fucking Mothman, yeah. saw so oh, the yeah. Mothman prophecies for the first time, freaked me the fuck out, fell into the folklore, all about it. That is one, Mothman, um,
0: Jersey Devil, oh, that was more but there's so many of them uh the chupacabra yeah i was just about
1: to say that the fucking chupacabra <laughs> one i'm 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 a total believer in that one i believe hell i yeah. fully believe in bigfoot hell yeah fully yeah you know guys so. if you want to look in the history of it there were so many there's so many species that were believed to be extinct that millions of years later the fucking coelacanth, like. There's so many that were believed to be extinct millions of years later that we're finding scientific evidence that to this day they still exist. So I think without a doubt, there's reason to believe that there's still cryptids out there that, you know, we haven't discovered yet that are hidden from us that, you know, eventually at some point we're going to find and be able to study and understand. And I don't think there's reason to not believe that they would still be in existence after all this time you know,
0: yeah, we're also that brings me to another one. We're also going to touch on aliens. Um, I don't know Fuck yeah. how many people believe in aliens. I, I grew up, like I told you before in the beginning, I grew up not thinking that any of this stuff was real. Um, the older I get, the more I research, and I fully believe that aliens are real. Uh, there has to be other life.
1: Besides ours on Earth? Yeah, let's stop the bullshit on the alien thing for a quick second. I'm sorry, I gotta say this. So, if you don't want to <laughs> believe in spirits, if you don't want to believe in souls and everything, I guess I can take that argument with you. But, let's look at the science here. So, our fucking planet is in a solar system that's in a galaxy that is so vast, it is more than you and I or anybody that's listening to this could far imagine, unless you're a goddamn astrophysicist. And if... <laughs> Anybody's an astrophysicist listening to this podcast, you're fucking awesome. But um shout out. <laughs> shout out to astrophysicists. But um, yeah, so if you want to believe that in this galaxy with so many other far-reaching galaxies and even even other solar systems in just this galaxy, that there aren't other intelligent life forms out there that exist on other planets, you are a fucking close-minded shrill. And this is probably <laughs> the last podcast in the world that you should be listening to. So there is, without a doubt, other intelligent life forms out there. Now, are they little green men? Are they little gray man? Are they praying mantises? Are they lizard people? Do we fucking know? I don't know, but um, they definitely exist. We've definitely been in contact with them. You I can't. You can't tell me ever that ever Area
0: Fifty One
1: Roswell. You can't tell me that that's not ancient aliens. Shout out Ancient Aliens, <laughs> Shout out. Shout and out to if you, if you
0: don't believe in it, that's fine. That's on your thing. That's on yourself, but...
1: You know, and this could totally go into a horror route, too, man. Like, how do we not know? Should we be scared of that shit? Like, are they gonna be all friendly and, like, we come in peace, or are they gonna fucking biggity bomb the fuck out of us? Like, in And a actually,
0: state. a friend of mine... This like, fuck this, you, you this gotta this go. Kind of, this kind of brings me back to the religion thing, which I can pull into, you know, when we actually do an alien episode, but a friend of mine actually pointed out what he thought aliens were, and it really fucked with my head, because, you know, like, okay, so the Christian belief, when God created Earth, he created Satan, Satan was actually the, his most important angel, Satan decided to... He thought he was better than God. And God was like, no. Praise Satan. So, (laughs) bless Satan. God loves Sabrina, the teenage witch. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, shout out. Awesome show. Anyway, so, Satan was like, um, yeah, you know, I kind of want to, I feel like I can do better than you. And God was like, out. So, Satan left, cast him into hell with his angels. But, my friend pointed out there might've been neutral angels who did not want to believe in God or go on God's side or who did not want to go with Satan. So because they were neutral, God did not cast them to hell, but he said, you know, you're going to go and do your own thing. My friend thinks that aliens are those angels because they want to fully understand what God created because they weren't there for that. And that blows
1: my mind. It's amazing, though, that you comment on that, because you do know a lot of Renaissance paintings that were done back in that time that depicted any type of angels in the sky, that that's what... So it was always thought in that ancient alien theory, which I've come to believe that during that time, that what they were painting as quote-unquote angels were actually aliens that they were seeing in the sky. Wow. Wow. So even if you guys don't believe in a lot of the ancient alien astronaut theories, if you look up or just Google a lot of old Renaissance paintings, even paintings done by like really famous Renaissance artists like Michelangelo or Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci, there are ones that feature, they look like some type of light in the sky or shining in the sky that at that time they would have believed to be angels that may have actually been in fact aliens. You can even date that back farther than that to a lot of ancient Chinese and Japanese cultures where in their art forms and in their poetry writings they talked about dragons coming in on smoke smoke in the sky or their gods coming in on smoke in the sky and how do we not know that that wasn't their ancient interpretation of, of aliens. We we don't know, so that's great. That's great because how do we know? How do we know in that time what they could have interpreted as an angel could have very well been an alien? Because there have been alien theories that there are planets where there are aliens that very well resemble humans just as much as they do on planet Earth. So who's to say a lot of these Christian stories weren't origin stories of our contact with aliens? Not necessarily angels.
0: And who's to say, too, you know, like, you know, the the whole Christian belief, which is, I, I actually am very partly Christian belief myself. Um, I have a very open mind, though. And when you sit and think about the fact that aliens could even be angels that didn't believe They didn't want to choose God's side or didn't want to choose Satan's side. And they were angels that God created. And they went and did their own thing because they were neutral. And they didn't want to take a side, but they wanted to understand the human body. They wanted to understand God's creation because they knew God created them. But different than... God created us different than them. And they want to understand that. It blows my mind because we don't know. Like, when when we actually, like, if we ever die and get to talk to God one day, are we gonna just look at him and be like, explain the universe to me, please? Right. (laughs) Because there's so much out there that we don't know, and... I know a lot of it's religious beliefs. I get that. I get a lot of it's religious um,
1: yeah, you know I mean I'm- but if
0: you're not re- if you're not religious and you're listening to this podcast, please tell us your opinions. please reach out and say this is what I believe because we want to hear everybody's opinions on everything. We want to do more research, we want to understand what you're thinking. Um, we have very open minds to stuff
1: like that. Especially when it comes more to the evil side of it, when you go into, um, I'm a Gnostic Witch, uh, G-N-O-S-T-I-C, look up Gnosticism if you guys are not familiar with it. Um, it, uh, I actually don't believe in the devil, but, um, I do believe in evil, I do believe in demons, um, I think that... You can sense evil, you can feel evil, and I think even without being a quote-unquote religious person, I think we can all be in agreement that evil lives and that there is an inherent evil out there that lives within people. Um, I think it's think pretty safe to say that's, that's normal in, in anybody's whatever you believe in. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what a lot of people have to say about that aspect of it. Because I think that can go back into anything that what we've discussed before. Anything that we're going to discuss on this podcast. Like, when you go back to the serial killer thing of nature versus nurture, are Are these people just evil? Are people just downright evil? Are you just a downright evil person incarnate? Or were you? did something lead you to becoming evil? Were you abused? Were you you know, was there something that bred you to being this evil person that created this sadistic person that went out and just harmed and hurt and murdered and maimed people? Or were you raised to be a loving, caring, beautiful person, but you were just born evil? Like, who knows? You know, it's a really interesting concept. And that's why I really can't wait to to not only talk about like The demonic religious aspect, but then also talk about, you know, just the way the world works, and... I mean, we're going to delve into the science of it, too, because I remember even
0: watching an episode of, uh, I think it was, it was something like Unsolved Mysteries, where they brought out the science aspect of serial killers, where their frontal lobe is not developed like ours is, where they had head trauma when they were younger when you know they were born where they had like they weren't their brain wasn't developed completely drug use drug like use, yeah, all that kind of stuff and man i mean there's there's a science and there's a religious and we are not against either so if you want to reach out and say I'm, you know, people have come out on my Twitter page and said I'm an atheist or you're not religious things like that, that is fine. Hey, I'm a witch, guys. This is going to be She's a, a natural witch and I am part about, Christian, so. so you know, like we we both are very we're very 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 good friends and we can get along and believe differently. Everyone in the world can. It's possible. Opinions are always welcome here. We will never judge you. We will never call your opinions stupid. We all think differently. The world wouldn't be the world it is without different opinions and people thinking differently.
1: Plus, I think horror is one of those genres where I feel like it's never really discriminated. You know? I think that's, like, horror, like... Horror just kind of accepts, like, everybody Well, unfortunately, you know, though, like there's plenty sort of, of people of that
0: squash other people's opinions too. Yes. So, I mean, if you if you shout like, out social media, <laughs> if you disagree Love with it. what we say, by all means, that's fine. We understand you're going to disagree, but come at us with, "Hey, I disagree," but or I may put a explain your, on your you. side. No, I, I don't. She doesn't do
1: that. She's kidding. She doesn't do that.
0: (laughs) I don't have that kind of
1: power, people. Like, seriously. She's not one of the Satan witches. She's just a natural witch. Guys, if Sabrina was a real fucking show and I had that kind of goddamn power, do you really think I'd be doing this right now? (laughs) I mean, I still probably would, but I'd have, like, way better stories. (laughs) Like...
0: Do you remember that time
1: that we put a spell on those people and we did this? Oh my god, yeah, that was
0: great. Remember that time on the news
1: uh, where you saw that thing? Yeah, I did that, that. was me. So, that was me. Shout out, me. So,
0: <laughs> that's so great.
1: So, um, probably next week, I think
0: we're going to delve into some serial killers. Um, I know that you had pointed out to me, what was it, 78 or 87.
1: It was actually, uh, yeah, guys, so, um, it was 1978, so I know we're very newly, um, I still say we're newly, because we're not even a month into January yet, we're (laughs) like three weeks into 2019, um, 1978 was a really fucking crazy year, um, so I know that would have been 30 years ago. 40 years ago last year, um, and... 10 years ago to me, it's still 1990. I got... I know, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what fucking year are we in? Like, what's going on? So, um, yeah, apparently that was 1978, 40 years ago from last year was a really fucking interesting year. And there was a lot of crazy shit that went down that happened, so, um... We're probably just going to do a quick run through with that. Yeah, so um, I'll do a quick run through Ted Bundy. Okay, um, so we're going to go into 1978, 40 years ago from last year. Um, Ted Bundy in that year, escaped from Prison, um, The Hillside Strangler Murders, Ted Kaczynski, Jeffrey Dahmer... Um, the Jonestown Massacre, John Wayne Gacy and uh, Dennis Nielsen was a uh, serial killer from England who was very similar in his murders to Jeffrey Dahmer. So, um, yeah, we'll do a quick run through of uh, 1978, which was apparently a crazy year for <laughs> <Apparently. a> serial <laughs> serial killers. so uh, yeah,
0: which is a great topic to start off with considering Ted Bundy is going to be something we cover very soon. Um, considering the movie's coming out probably in a couple weeks, so, um, stay tuned for that. Next week, we'll probably just start covering 1978, and we'll go over some of the things that happened then. Um,
1: yeah, shout Jeffrey out Del- to, did uh, you say
0: Jeffrey Dahmer started his first murder? Was that his first, his first murder was 1978, I believe you said? Yeah,
1: um, it was actually, yeah, yeah, June of yeah. 1978 would have been his first, would have been his first murder. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so the movie that is Joe Berlinger, um, who actually worked on the uh, Paradise Lost films of the uh, West Memphis Three murder cases, um, if anybody is familiar with those uh, cases, they're great documentaries I suggest watching. But um, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile is going to be the Ted Bundy movie that's going to be released, I believe, January 26th of this year. Um, starring Zac Efron of Disney fame. Um, can we also talk Ted about, Bundy.
0: can we also talk about the fact that that was filmed here?
1: Um, yeah. by the
0: way, most of that movie was filmed in Cincinnati.
1: Where we are from. We guys. are from
0: Cincinnati. Um, he was actually held up in Cincinnati prison and <laughs> one of the film and one of the scenes and that was, that's what, 20 minutes from here?
1: Yeah. So that was filmed in our hometown. We're going to be doing a few things that are going to be close to uh, hometown things. Up, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer grew up in Bath, Ohio. He went to Ohio State University. Yep. Um, Charles Manson was born in Cincinnati, formerly uh, General Hospital, which is now our University Hospital. Charles Manson was born. Um, November 12th. So, um, yeah, so we're going to be doing a few, uh, hometown stories to Cincinnati or Ohio just in general that are close to, um, close to where we're from. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be the, uh, Ted Bundy movie the end of this month, the Netflix documentary. We're going to be doing more talks on that. Um, more to come. Definitely for sure.
0: Yep. So stay tuned and let us know what you think about our first episode. So. Thanks guys. We will be here, same time next week, on Wednesdays, because Wednesdays are for podcasts.
1: Wednesdays are for podcasts. Wednesdays are for, uh, don't fuck with the originals. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. Peace.